today we're we're not talking about the stupid concept of time travel. Uh, psych. Going back in time. Today we're talking about the stupid thing that is time travel. <laughs> See what I did there? I'm so cool. You, my my God, how like how are we just not like the top rated podcast across all mediums? Like you're too good for the show, man. <laughs> Welcome to Casuals of Runeterra, episode 49. I'm your host, Ryan, here with your other host, Hetch. New cards, new cards, we're in new cards. Whee! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're back. The new cards are here. We're talking about them. Uh, obviously, we had the 4th of July weekend, so we skipped a, skipped an episode, but you know, we're back with content. There's plenty of content to be had. Uh, it's not Knox's content, so come on, don't be silly. Yeah, no, we. Can, I mean, again, we just had America's birthday. We can't talk about an evil empire <laughs> on the heels of America's birthday. It's not what we're about. <laughs> Housekeeping. You can listen to us everywhere. Follow us on TikTok for clips. Follow us on Twitter to keep up to date on episodes. That's the best way. That's at Podcast Core uh, at C O R. And you can send an email to the same name, podcastcore at gmail.com. Uh, please leave a like, a follow, and a short comment slash review. Uh, six stars if you can. And tell a friend to listen to the Casuals of Runeterra podcast. And then listen again and again and again. And again, and again, and again, <laughs> that's the joke. And that's yeah. The... And who, like whoever could we be talking about today? Exactly. Uh, we'll get to that. Uh, but up top, I have nothing because I haven't played yet. So since the release, I've decided uh, I want to wait for the meta to settle. Uh, Hetch and I talked about this uh, along with this current set we got. We also got something called Senators of Light. Uh, which is an event that's going on in tandem with League of Legends, which introduced two other characters we'll talk about at some point. So it's been a lot going on where I'm just like, I'm going to sit back for a bit, play some other games, and then wait for the metal to kind of settle, and then find the decks that fit my play style. Uh, I'll say it for the audience out there, you coward. <laughs> you just dive in reckless abandon yeah i'm on the outside of the mosh pit at the moment like you you just take your shards you spend them all <laughs> on nothing and then you go in. um okay so uh, i am not a coward one um uh but true. but real in, and true in the vein of still being a a casual player, uh, I did spend a lot of time um, fixing up or well catching up on the new lab, um, especially with them dropping five new champions into it. Uh, so I went ahead and grinded out all of that. When I was laddering, though, I have been playing with Yetis because the Yetis are fun and abominable. Uh, the abominable guardian. The new eight drop for Yetis is ridiculous. 
Like cheating out an eight drop, even if it's a five five, like the most understated thing on the planet, cheating out a five five for free, and it replaces itself in your deck is just feel you feel like a god. <laughs> um, I, I uh, of course, since I am a casual, I've been running a different list than like the one that's most popular right now. I'm not running LeBlanc. I'm running it with a uh, Vladimir and Katarina. Ooh. And I am just so my my version. You is always like, test out Katarina at the beginning of the yes! <laughs> rally. Everyone must rally. If I'm only getting one attack token every other turn, I'm doing it wrong. Um, <laughs> and, and of course, like for me, Vladimir with Katarina just always feels super nice because Katarina pops back into your hand, so that damage is negligible. And Vladimir attacking twice is a lot of healing and damage over the top. It just feels good. I'm having fun. But I, I'm working on some other stupid things. So hopefully next episode I'll have a stupid deck to talk about <laughs> instead. Well, today we're, we're not talking about the stupid concept of time travel. Uh, psych. Going back in time. Today we're talking about the stupid thing that is time travel. <laughs> See what I did there? I'm so cool. You, my, my God. How, like... How are we just not like the top-rated podcast across all mediums? Like, you're too good for the show, man. We're talking about the boy who leapt through time. We're talking about Echo. Finally, Hetch has been yelling about it. He called it, as always, and it finally happened. Yep. I, I, I do want to point out, because you can go back and listen to it, I called it before we got all the teasers. All right? I, I was calling it long before the teasers actually hit and that is important because the teasers do not need any any sense of premonition or <laughs> intuition to guess who was coming with these cards it's, it was very clear who was coming out once they actually did teasers but i was on it before the teasers <laughs> ahead of the curve uh one thing I want to say, like, so obviously we got the set of cards. We're going to go through it. We're going to start with our spell. But there were a lot of surprisingly cool approaches to how they dealt with Echo and the cards related to him. And we're going to talk about those. So we're going to start off with our spell as usual. Time Trick. Had to talk about this one. It's finally happened. Legends of Runeterra has Ponder. Now, you may be asking, what is Ponder? Ponder is a card from Magic the Gathering. So obviously, you know, we make our pot of greed jokes, right? <laughs> they never die. Uh, if only time if only time trick was draw two cards. <laughs> <laughs> so Yu-Gi-Oh has, you know, Pot of Greed, which is the the catalyst of absurd draw spells. Ponder is like the the nephew of Pot of Greed that was actually legal. So it's a common card in uh, Magic the Gathering, and it's sorcery speed, which allows you to look at the top three cards of your library. You can then put them back in any order, uh, or you can just shuffle, and then you draw a card, right? That, in a tempo-style deck, or any deck, really, Ponder was known for being the like the Swiss army knife. And now, Legends of Runeterra has this card, although because you can only have two regions, it's more limited than it was in Magic the Gathering. Um, but... With Time Trick, you get the ability to predict. It's a burst speed spell, two costs, so reasonable. Uh, predict, then draw one. This is huge um, because the thing about predict, uh, which made it you know more balanced and made it uh, 
unique is that you predict, you get to look and set up your next turn, but you're setting up your next turn, right? You're spending mana now for benefit later, uh, where Time Trick allows you to set it up and then immediately get that value for the cost of the card and the, the mana. So I'm happy they brought this in. It fits really well with Echo, too. Yeah, and, and it feels a lot more natural as far as anyone that's been playing card games for a long time because of the fact that, you know, we're joking about it being Ponder. And, like, the, anyone who's played Magic the Gathering as far as with a lot of the scrying effects and stuff, this is kind of more how you would build your deck in Magic is trying to get that immediate value as far as being able to tutor to the top of your deck. Um, so this, it feels a lot more natural compared to a lot of the other predict cards, but I mean, we talked about it with the Rek'Sai and stuff. Uh, the whole lurk mechanic is a reward for not getting that value. So it made sense for a while. It's, it's time that time trick showed up though. Yeah, exactly. So this takes us into, there's no real flavor or lore here besides it being directly related to Echo. Uh, this takes us to Drop Border, which is another cool tweak on Predict. So you can tell that all the Predict stuff we were getting has been leading into more and more cards that utilize that ability better. Um, because I remember when we first got Predict, we talked about how it was sort of lackluster in the cards that used it. Um, but with Drop Border, it's a great example of taking a, a shortcoming of Predict previously and using that to the benefit. So Drop Border is a one cost, one three, that has, if you see me in, in a prediction, summon me. So like we said, prediction is you paying the cost and then sacrificing the card for something next turn. Well, once again, Drop Border, if you get that, you're going to get to not only predict, but also play this card for free, right? So you get a free card, you also get to predict to set up your next turn for the cost of whatever your prediction was, which is great. It's a great way to um, amplify that effect. And it is that whole thing, again, with, like, cheating cards out. Yep. Uh, th this isn't the effect of a 5-5, five, five, cough, cough, yetis are better. Um, but, like, just being able to get an immediate board presence, uh, uh, even if it's just a thing of, like, being able to chump block. And uh, with this, specifically with the predict one, this is something that can be done at instant speed. Granted, it's a coin flip, but it's you know, potentially getting that chump block at instant speed can be a matter of life and death in a lot of situations. Um, but obviously for our show, the drop order is just cool because of like the, the drop order is kind of really sets a tone of like echo as a character. I, I don't know if, since you have been a coward and haven't been playing uh, like drop order and echo have a lot of back and forth when they're on the board together it's a it's a lot of fun because like echo will be yelling at drop order of like hey when are you going to teach me how to ride that thing and, and drop order is like no what you haven't done anything for me <laughs> this is the worst trade deal in the history of trade deals um but there's a lot of flavor in this card both in game and out of game so we have a quote here which is uh one of like a lot of the cards of the crew of echo are them talking about each other 
which is cool in the quotes, um, which we've seen when we did our uh, Talia episode, where a lot of those cards kind of followed their little, you know, their little group. And here we have, ah, Xiaomi's a genius with that hoverboard. Uh, I once saw them switch a sump grinder into a bottom board backslide, then catch air with a three-point triple dip or something. <laughs> Look, the point is, they're awesome, okay? <laughs> Which, uh, we've aged ourselves. In the 90s, skateboarding was huge. You know, I always talk about the pop shove at the dark slide uh, as a joke. Which is, is like, like, do a kickflip, that kind of stuff, right? It, yep. it has that same feeling. Uh, of growing up and just talking about random skateboard stuff yeah if you didn't grab a random piece of plywood and try to see if you could do a 900 you didn't grow up in the (laughs) the 90s like that's just a fact (laughs) straight up fact i had to try to do a 900 going into the pool (laughs) oh man and then there's the other part which is you know inclusivity right so obviously here uh drop boards referred to as they them and then also uh they're missing an arm so they have prosthetics it's like that kind of stuff matters and you know for them representing this character as a cool character as part of the whole crew and when hetch talks about echo's story this actually matters it's not just some some random uh catering to the audience it's a whole package which like we always say riot's been doing a good job of with legends of runeterra so props to them Yep, and uh, specifically with missing an arm, you know, it's just another sign of the glorious evolution. Oh yeah, we've. <laughs> if you haven't listened to our Victor episode, go listen to it. It's one of our longer episodes, but it's worth it. It's a good ride. It really is. Yeah, but I guess I guess that just means Echo is left. Let's get into mm-hmm. it. Let's do it. All right, so Echo, I we usually try to keep the show like kind of on the more tame side, but I'm just gonna give the spoiler to the Echo's whole story right now, and it's a little bit on the PG-13 side. All right, Echo's whole story can be summed up in one phrase, which is that Echo lives to do hood rat shit. <laughs> All right, like that's yeah. like like we'll get into like the specifics and stuff. There I'm is in like these a streets because I want to be here. <laughs> like there's a little there's a little depth to it, but no, yeah. he he's just he's just a hood rat. He's having a good time. <laughs> he's just having a good time. So Echo, like we're gonna start off at the beginning, the very beginning of his birth, because Echo was very already known basically immediately out of the womb that it, he was a genius that uh, he was one of the smartest uh, beings to ever appear in the city of Zon uh, born to an Ina and Wyeth in the city of Zon um, he was constructing simple machines before he could crawl so um, yeah like we we talked everyone has like the kid in their family that did impressive things as a baby I didn't put a robot together <laughs> well there's also uh, not chemicals in your water either so there's, <laughs> there's that part hey i think there's fluoride in the water oh, yeah. in the u.s <laughs> um so since echo was so smart his parents vowed to give echo a chance at a better life which they believed that a better life growing up in zon meant that you had to get out of zon and receive education in the city of Piltover. So Echo's earliest memories were watching was watching his parents age at an alarming rate, working really crappy jobs in, in both Zon and Piltover, taking in a bunch of chemicals, working hard hours, and they just aged 
basically before his eyes what felt like a blink so that they could save up enough money to give him a chance to have an education in Piltover. All right. And they were able to do this. Echo, very intelligent, was known as a very gifted student. But Echo saw things differently. Echo really breathed in the the flaws of Zahn and saw them more as more as highlights. They were things to be praised and not things to run away from. So despite his education, Echo decided to spend his time with fellow Zahnites, and he ends up making friends with a group of orphans, which Echo's... It's never, like, specified that Echo is an orphan, but we can all assume that he is an orphan, especially with the way that they spell out how, how much his parents sacrificed to give him a chance to live a, a life in Piltover. Um, so he takes up with a group of Zonite children, and it's a group of, of orphans that encourage his youthful mischievousness and the just a sense of being wild and it's combined with his intelligence to where he just kind of is almost more like a mad scientist at a young age but they start kind of making a name for themselves just by being hood rat kids everyone knew the, these kids whenever they saw them everybody knew who it was when the drop orders would be flying down the streets going in between the markets going on races from Zahn all the way up to the main promenade in in Piltover and they ended up making a name for themselves as the lost children of Zahn so now Echo is in a gang pretty much <laughs> it reminds me of that video uh it was a viral video years ago of a I think he was like six or seven year old that crashed his grandma's car in his neighborhood and they interviewed him on the news and they were like what were you thinking and he said simply i just like doing hood rat shit with my friends yep (laughs) (laughs) but like a less cynical version of it is that echo is a great example of it's obviously his intelligence plays into it but you see this a lot where when you have a lot of promise and potential uh, in young people, they you know take that elsewhere versus just bring that back to his city to make it better and to use what's there. Because growing up there, seeing the hardship, he knows the value that he has to where he's from. And he's made the decision at a very young age to say, I'm going to take that talent and keep it here rather than bringing it somewhere else. And, you know, that's, that's a noble thing to do. Uh, and yep. it facilitates more of that activity. So that's it's, yep. it's a cool story point, it- in my opinion. It, like it's it's a mixture of some nobility and a you know a cause for a better life mixed up with hood rat shit because like, <laughs> I mean, like it, it does uh like the way that they have it written down here is that uh the lost children of zon ran wild and free answering to no one and, <laughs> uh now it is important as far as spelling out that they are doing like these kind of crazy shenanigans because it's not all just fun playful pranks uh they there is a little bit of um like property uh damage yeah and some tomfoolery 
And it is suggested that there's theft too, but we don't really know 100% for sure. You know, yeah. they plead the fifth on that one. <laughs> um, and it, but we get these stories of like these, the, these suggestions that there is a lot of things going on that the group of the lost children are pulling off these little capers. And the, this leads us to a fateful night where Echo is on a run by himself and he comes across a blown up laboratory. So like the, uh, again, hood rat. All right. Because it's like, <laughs> it's like you, he's walking by the known meth lab that no, it's like the neighborhood. <laughs> nobody in the neighborhood is going to say anything because those guys have a lot of money and they buy everything from the local stores. So yep. we're not going to turn them in, <laughs> but he walks by the known lab and it's blown up. It is mm -hmm. just, completely destroyed he doesn't see any survivors but he doesn't see any bodies either and this is important because what catches his eye is a shard of blue of a blue green crystal that glittered with magical energy all right and this is how echo stumbles across a hex tech core albeit a broken one mm -hmm. now if you uh, if you have listened to our episode with Victor, we talk a lot about like Hextech cores, um, and like the potential of what Hextech technology can do, and uh, we talk about it a little bit in Ezreal's story too. But it like th this is a big deal. So even though he's found something broken, he's found he basically just found um, some uranium just lying around, and again. Echo's a genius. So a little bit of uranium could go a long way with a genius. <laughs> Echo ends up taking the broken Hextech shard, getting out of there before the constables show up. Um, so, And he did take a moment to try to find, see if there's more pieces to try to fix this, but he just gets what he can get, gets out of there, and then he does what he does best, which is start tinkering with it. All right? Like, is there a way that... Can I figure out a way to fix this? Am I capable of fixing it? If I can't fix it, what can I do with it? Yeah. So I, I too like to brainstorm when I find uranium. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm too smooth brained to brainstorm when I find uranium. So, uh, but uh, with all this tinkering, Echo does end up finding out like a way to cause a little bit of reaction get a little bit of energy going and by a little bit of energy going with this uh, piece of hexet core he causes that little bit of energy is uh he causes a rip in the or a tear in the fabric of time and he splits reality in that moment and he realizes that he has split reality when he looks up after the hextech core explodes in front of him and what he sees is multiple reflections of himself all looking at each other panicked. And a similar, whoops. and I would want to recommend our Zillion episode because he has a similar experience during his time shenanigans. Yep. And uh, again, whoops. Uh, <laughs> and it, the little difference between like Zillion's uh, story with Echo is because Zillion is a very gifted time mage or he's very gifted in the magic of chronomancy so he kind of he was in familiar territory echo is not uh but what echo does in this in this moment is that he forms the summit of echoes 
So he talks with all of these paradoxes of himself that he's created and brainstorms off of himself to figure out how to fix it. So he's able to fix the tear in time. There is no mass shattering of the timeline. All is well. And he is able to take the Hexet core and stabilize it enough into a device that he thinks that a keyword that he thinks will be able to make a controlled fracture in time. And this is what will end up becoming the, um, uh, why am I blank? I have my notes here and I just forgot how to read. Oh uh, no. But uh, <laughs> this is, it is after this, the, what he ends up creating with the Hexet core is what it becomes the zero drive. Yeah. Uh, and if you've Which is been a great playing, name. Yeah. If, very anime. Very anime. Uh, you know, he is the boy who left through time. Um, <laughs> and the zero drive, if you've been playing Runeterra or if you played League of Legends, this is the little, this is a little device that he throws. Um, and in the Runeterra, when you play your, when you're playing your time tricks and stuff like that, this is the effect that goes onto your deck. So the zero drive is very much a big part of Echo's character, and this is how it's born is with the summit of Echoes. And after he creates this, he doesn't end up using it until we get around to his birthday. Um, this is a fantasy world though, so it's not his birthday; it's his name day. Um, why why we have to do this in fantasy worlds i'll never know but it's that's called it content oh <laughs> you need the content oh the content oh <laughs> uh, now i am content knowing this <laughs> ew <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> all right so on on his name day the lost children of zon they're like okay echo there's only one thing to do for your birthday which is you're going to go climb Old Hungry, all right? Old Hungry is Piltover's Big Ben, all right? So if you're familiar with the Big Ben clock tower in London, that's Old Hungry and Piltover. All right, so the Old Hungry challenge is that they they start climbing the clock tower. They take some sprays with them, and they graffiti up the joint, with very inappropriate pictures of prominent Piltover citizens. Again, hood rat shit. Hood rat shit. <laughs> <laughs> very much hood rat shit. Uh, but this is an important night because while they are climbing up the old hungry, one of the members of the Lost Children of Zaun goes to grab a, a handhold, it breaks off, and he falls to his death. But stop. And rewind. So, Echo's friend falls to their death, and Echo, as if he's done it a thousand times before, for the first time, uses the zero drive and rewinds time and is able to go back right to the moment where his friend is grabbing onto the handhold. It breaks off. Echo moves under him and catches him, grabs him by the hand to bring him back to the tower so that he can get another handhold on ah but the swing was bad so instead of swinging him to just a surface of the clock tower he swings him into the gears and he's crushed to death 
<laughs> by the gears. Stop. Rewind. And <laughs> we don't know how many times Echoes does this, but with through a lot of trial and error, he is able to get to a timeline where he is successfully saves his friend from dying in that moment on Old Hungry. And the Lost Children of Zaun, of course, like they they don't know this because they, for them it's just this one moment. Yeah. Whereas Echo's done this potentially a hundred times at this point. And Echo explains to them, hey, well, I've been working on this, what I call a zero drive, and it allows me to break through time. And it, I don't have crazy inhuman reflexes. I just did this over and over and over again yeah. until I could save my friend. So, like, very responsible children, they <laughs> climb back down and move on. Oh, wait, no, the spoiler of the episode is hood rat shit. So, <laughs> once once the lost children of Zon realize that Echo can cheat the time, the, the fabric of time, they decide, okay, well, now let's see who can climb this the fastest. And then Echo's having to save all of his friends over and over and over again. So he's the only limitation that he's got at this point now is how much of a toll it is on his body. And just like, I'm running out of breath. I need a break. Yeah. Stop dying. <laughs> and, uh, and it is through this that he is able to notice that the zero drive not only continues to function well, but it seems to start tuning in better. It's more consistent. It's not so much of a break through time and more of just a quick slip back to the moment that he wants it to be. And the Lost Children of Zaun, by being hood rats, end up helping the Zero Drive to become a well-tuned machine. And this is how we get to the point of knowing Echo as we know Echo. And his story kind of ends there or at least the beginning of his story he does become a bigger name like the biggest name out of the lost children well known with throughout zon and throughout piltover because obviously a lot of people in piltover want to know how this hood rat kid with basically paper clips and chewing gum took a broken hex tech core and was able to control the flow of time yeah like you know, so a lot of the prominent people in Piltover, like your Heimerdingers and your Jaces, that's going to, that's going to really start ringing bells of like, hey, what's going on with this kid? So he yeah. makes a name for himself, and all he does with it is follow his friends while they go and try to kill themselves, and exactly. he stops them from killing themselves, and that's where his story ends. And there's always, there's always been a want from the community. And I think, you know, I think, I think Riot's going to go here someday. Is how does this play into Zillion's current experience? Because there's a lot of value here, not just from Hextech progression, but from just time manipulation and the uses. Because if you listen to our Zillion episodes, it's a very different situation he's in, and his study's a lot different on time, but he's also trapped in a very unique situation. So these little one-offs could also assist in his end goal. Um, of trying to figure out time to a greater extent. And it is very possible that we're going to, that they are going to end up working together because Zillion is just exhausted. And the only thing that keeps him going is trying to find the future that is best for all peoples of Runeterra. And Echo's biography, it ends with this very simple line of, if Echo Z-Drive can change the past, 
how hard can it be to change the future? Yep. And if that does become Echo's goal, their goals are going to end up aligning. Yep. So it, it's not it's not a far-fetched idea. Uh, and another reason that it's not a far-fetched idea is because Echo's card works way too well with Zillion's card. Yeah. Um, so let's get into the card. Spoilers. Everyone was already losing their minds when this card got announced because it's a wall of text. Yeah. With more text behind it. <laughs> like, this is... I think it can turn... It, it creates, like, four different cards as well. It's yeah. pretty insane. Like, this is a, a college essay, single-spaced, both sides of the paper. It, like, it, it, there's a lot going on here. So, Echo, he is a four-mana, four-two with quick attack. And he has an effect on the strike create a fleeting time trick in hand so create a ponder and his level up is you have predicted five plus times this game he doesn't have to see it you just have to predict five times and when i level up create three chrono breaks in hand all right now chrono break is a card that is specific to echo so you uh, I think I, I think they did print or no 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 it's um no I'm thinking of called shot yes yeah, so yeah. chrono break is specific only to echo it is a three mana slow speed spell revive all allies that died this round then rally all right so already that right there is crazy all right and it's like oh so that's the end of echo's text no it's not because there's still more on the other side of the card which is now. He's a 5-3 with quick attack. On the strike, create a fleeting zero-cost time trick. Because what's better than a ponder? A free ponder. <laughs> free is the best. <laughs> it is the best. So it, Echo just does a lot. He Shout just, out to uh, Delver Dex from back <laughs> in Innistrad days in MTG. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Oh, my Lord. Free ponders, baby. And if you know, you probably suffered from PTSD. <laughs> sorry. I should have issued a trigger warning. <laughs> I'm so sorry. How could you do this to them? Uh, um, but, yeah, like, this, this card is an absolute blast because it's already just fun playing with Predict. Uh, I think a lot of, especially a lot of people on the casual side, let me rephrase that. I think a lot of people on the casual side had a lot of fun trying to figure out what you could do with Zillion. Like, what kind of fun things you could have going on with Zillion. Uh, if he did, if he was a good enough win condition on his own. Or if, like, what champions he worked best with. And, like, Zillion was a lot of fun. And it's he was fun because of predicting. And Echo is actual payoff for predicting. Echo is a win condition, whereas Zillion was just more of a is just the mayor of Value Town. They, no one has gets more value than Zillion. Like Twisted Fate's the closest, and he's gotten nerfed so much that it's arguable that he's not there anymore. Mm. Um, so with all of these different predicts and actually being able to win off of them now with Echo, like Echo's just fun. He's an absolute blast to play. Uh, that said, four mana, four, 
two. We like our dumpies here. <laughs> and I love to talk about cards that died a mystic shot. <laughs> this dies to mystic shot. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it does. This dies to mystic shot. And for that four the four cost is a very competitive field right now um for uh, champions and characters specifically. So or followers as well. So it's very tough to to fight here. So the deck really needs to support his abilities in certain ways to you know protect him and do other things as well. Yeah, and we're and we're really seeing it as far as like the like I know you're waiting for the meta to really flesh out. One of the things that's popped up in the meta like during this time before like true flesh has formed is Ezreal is coming back with a vengeance. And if Ezreal's in the meta and Ezreal can thrive at any point, Echo and Le- like car- cards like Echo and LeBlanc are just gonna fall off because yeah. it's they're they're too hard to keep alive. LeBlanc has the benefit of being able to be paired with Freljord, which gives LeBlanc a lot more tools to survive than Echo. Whereas Echo, naturally, you want to play it with Sharima so you get all the predict effects. If you're playing in Sharima, you have very few tools to keep Echo alive. Um, there are tools, but not nearly as much as Freljord. So exactly. it's it's Echo's in a weird spot right now. I do think that I do think Echo is going to be one of these cards that kind of just is sitting close to the fringe. I think there will be decks that will play Echo and find some a fair amount of success just because of the sheer value that he can generate if he survives, but he, I, I don't see him ever being at a top slot, but uh, he's going to be played because he's fun. It's just fun. Yeah, if you haven't tried it win, yet, try it. Huge win for casual players. Um, but one thing we don't take casually around here is the part of the episode where I have a question for Hetch. And it's only natural uh, with the content of this episode that my question be, what would you call your neighborhood gang so i go first mine's a little bit silly it's the banana boys and the reason it's the banana boys is for for a couple couple points here Uh, i love bananas Uh, it gives us a color to wear obviously we rock yellow (laughs) and no one can tell me it's not memorable if you have a group of kids named the banana boys in your neighborhood that are constantly just doing hood rat shit you're going to remember, and it's going to spread, and then people are going to want to join the Banana Boys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. That's going to be the effect. It's just <laughs> good branding all around. Yeah, that's going to be the effect. The kids are just going to be like, God, I got to get in on this. I got to get in I on the I just imagine the sheriff break. throwing down his donut like on his break. Those goddamn Banana Boys are at it again. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Well, you have no idea what kind of can of worms you just opened with this question, Uh-oh. by the way. Uh, so me and my closest friends, um, when I was in high school, we actually mm-hmm. called ourselves, we had our own name uh, okay. as far as for our gang. Um, and it was. And so we were the Meadows. Uh, and <laughs> okay. we, we called ourselves the Meadows because the neighborhood that we would constantly be harassing and meeting up in was called Meadowbrook. <laughs> nice. So then we were the Meadows. 
So it was uh, with it was with these guys that it's like okay, let's go streaking at the public pool. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous. Hesh has lived experience. Meadows. <laughs> the meadows. Yeah, yeah. Put up your set, man. Oh man, Meadow, the meadows and the banana boys got to link up for real. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the meadows, the meadows can add yellow to their repertoire. <laughs> <laughs> with that as always uh thanks for putting up with our shenanigans thanks for listening and we'll be back soon with the next episode uh, take care everybody